0: Welcome to the Automation World Get Your Questions Answered podcast where we connect with industry experts to get the answers you need about industrial automation technologies. I'm David Greenfield, Director of Content for Automation World, and the question we'll be answering in this episode is, can robots help restore manufacturing during the pandemic? Now, to answer this question, I'm joined today by Joe Campbell of Universal Robots. If you're not yet familiar with Universal Robots, they are recognized as being a leader in the development of collaborative robot technologies, often referred to as cobots. Now, in fact, most case study examples I see as editor of Automation World of collaborative robots and various manufacturing applications, tend to feature one of Universal Robots' UR series of Cobot arms. And you've likely seen them too and can recognize them by the silver and blue colors of their Cobots. Pre-pandemic, the use of robots across industry was accelerating rapidly. According to the Robotics Industries Association, in the first half of 2019, the North American industrial robotics market grew by 7.2%. In North America alone, companies ordered more than 16,000 industrial robots valued at just under $900 million. Now, as it's been for years in the robotics market, automotive OEMs remain the leading adopters in this space. And in 2019, the industry increased its robotics orders by 83%. And this shows how far advanced the automotive industry is in its robotics use compared to the rest of industry at this point, anyways. As the next three industries with the biggest growth in robotics orders in 2019 were semiconductors and electronics, which grew by 12%, life sciences, which grew by 8%, and food and consumer goods, which grew by 3%. So that's pretty much where the industry was going into 2020. And ever since the early days of the COVID 19 pandemic a few months back, A number of industry experts and automation supplier executives have been citing the pandemic as the pivotal event that will cause manufacturers across the board to more highly automate their production operations. So is this something you're seeing actually begin to happen with robots, Joe, or is this acceleration of automation in response to COVID still just a point of conjecture at this point?
1: You know, we don't have uh, statistical data yet, uh, although we're building it, but I can tell you the activity level is, uh, is really unprecedented right now. Um, and I think it's, it's uh, coming from three or four different sources. Um, first, manufacturers are really struggling to open up their, uh, their current manufacturing lines with enough social distancing uh, and, and protection for their workers. Um, As you know, if you've probably seen any kind of electronics plant or many automotive plants, Um, the team is really quite compressed. Floor space is expensive and you you don't just automatically spread out a line uh, easily. So we're seeing multiple instances, uh, both large and small, where companies are deploying collaborative technology, collaborative robots, to give their worker teams some social distancing on the line. So that's one big motivator. I think the second motivator we're seeing is a lot of effort in reshoring either all of a production run or at least partial capacity. Um, I think the uh, I think the events in China uh, shocked a lot of companies who had built a complete supply chain around that one country and were frankly caught in a bad way uh, when the pandemic shut down shipments. I think the third motivator is flexibility. Uh, companies are recognizing that they need to be more nimble and have uh, have to have the ability to pivot their manufacturing processes quickly to change product mix and, and capacity for given production runs. So
0: speaking to the reshoring point that you mentioned, I imagine that's, a very long drawn out process for at least larger or mid-sized to larger companies. How quickly are you seeing this happen? Is this something they're looking to do this year, you know, right away, or is this something they're planning for next year? How are you seeing that play out?
1: I think we're seeing every scenario you could possibly imagine. Um, But I think this is a good spot for universal. We actually talk about our automation being very incremental uh, traditional automation is to a certain degree an all or nothing proposition. Uh, if you can't automate the entire process, it's very difficult to justify the investment. A- and as you know, you've been around the industry definitely long enough to see this, uh, sometimes 10% of the process can consume half the cost of the project, mm-hmm. which makes it very, very difficult and demanding. So. In our, our case, we, we call ourselves incremental automation. Uh, it's very easy to automate side by side with skilled human operators and workers. And because of that, reshoring uh, can, can occur in a very incremental staged fashion. Um, and I think that's a, that's a real positive for our technology. So you, you
0: also mentioned social distancing and it's easy to envision how robots can be applied to solve social distancing issues in assembly or packaging operations, but are there other ways that robots can be used to help address the manufacturing challenges created by COVID?
1: Well, I'll give you another good example. And again, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be large companies, um, uh, we just had a conversation with a small contract machine shop that we've worked with for a number of years now. Um, and the, the owner was trying to get his operations back up and running. And at this point he was about, a I want to say a 25 man shop. Uh, he didn't have an, enough floor space to just start moving his machine tools around, right? The machine tools were actually quite closely packed and therefore if he was gonna have use uh, manual operators to load and unload, they would be in close proximity to each other. So one of his solutions was to simply continue to automate. He bought additional robots, adding to the fleet that he already had, uh, and that enabled him to keep the machine tools located where they were, didn't have to relay, lay out the factory floor any differently, but he was able to get social distancing between his operators and it was very successful.
0: Any other applications of it, the way manufacturers are using this uh, beyond just social distancing? Are you seeing other applications of uh, robotics to address uh, COVID-19 issues?
1: Well, I think there's a, there's a secondary issue that the pandemic has really brought about. Um, as you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. I'm, I'm passionate about making sure the uh, manufacturing community understands the labor crisis in manufacturing. It sounds strange to talk about a labor crisis when there's tens of millions of people unemployed. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, we still have a labor problem in manufacturing, and it's going to get worse. Um, Right now, the National Association of Manufacturers says about 27% of the manufacturing workforce is 55 years or older. That makes them boomers. And boomers, according to the government, are retiring at the rate of 10,000 per day. Mm -hmm. We're hearing from multiple manufacturers that the COVID crisis has actually accelerated that Mm -hmm. and that there are many people nearing the end of their career who have just decided to go ahead and retire at this point in time rather than waiting two, three, or four more years. So it's going to put further pressure on the manufacturing workforce
0: based on that, you're uh, expecting or seeing uh, use of cobots or other types of robots to fill in that gap? Absolutely. Absolutely. More so than efforts by industry to do something to fill it with people, since I guess that's still an issue and will be an issue regarding the pandemic moving forward for at least several months, if not a year or more, at, at a minimum.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 uh, I mean, I think the other discussions I've had with with plant owners and production managers, et cetera, is um, You know even if the 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 pool of unemployed people wanted to go into manufacturing and we know because of their prior choices that most of them prefer not to you still have a huge learning gap huge training gap to bring new people up the curve to be ready and so i think um, i think we're seeing a steady demand for collaborative technology to help bridge that gap Okay.
0: So, so far, Joe, we, you know, we've talked about uh, how uh, this is, COVID is impacting around uh, the use of robots, you know, when it comes to reshoring, social distancing, labor issues in industry as well. And earlier on, you mentioned the flexibility challenges um, that many manufacturers are facing and that COVID is amplified. Can you give some examples of how manufacturers you're working with are using cobots to address uh, flexibility issues? What did you mean by that?
1: Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, of course, there's, you know, early, especially early in the, in the pandemic, there was a huge push uh, to increase capacity of manufacturing of any kind of PPE um, plus medical devices like ventilators. And so we, we worked with a number of companies who had to very quickly retool their operations uh, to increase production uh, of these uh, supplies and devices. And that, you know, they they really uh, honed in on the flexibility and the ease of use of the collaborative technology and the fact that they could very quickly assemble uh, a a manufacturing process with skilled labor and with collaborative robots side by side. So in in one case, uh, a company who was actually machining parts that were used in ventilator frames uh you know they needed to they dramatically increase their production they had two machine tools that were making other parts previously that were now um surplus or they were available and they quickly automated them uh with with ur cobots which allowed them to get into production in record time i think from purchase order to production those units were up and running in about two and a half weeks mm-hmm. And it gave them the flexibility to go work um, multiple shifts with very very limited staff so that's one good example Uh, another example is a company uh, down south that is uh, manufacturing uh, masks and once again they were starting to get inundated with additional orders and they they had to automate they couldn't continue the manual process that they had piloted the system with And so they're quickly deploying uh, collaborative technology right now.
0: You've been speaking about the use of the robots to, you know, further automate these lines as the lines are reconfigured in in light of COVID. What about, are are you also seeing any use of that? Because I know one of the key aspects of cobots is their mobility, is that they can more easily be moved around. Or is anybody using that or is it more to differentiate the automation in their lines to adapt to market
1: demands? Well, we're seeing a, a couple of interesting things. So, so, first of all, the collaborative technology is is uh, is is really really good for um, disinfecting, delivering disinfectant to different surfaces, uh, and as you said, it can it can uh, it can be around uh, human operators with with no issue once properly configured and and set up. Um, so, I think we're seeing that. I, but I also think in not just in contract manufacturing, but in other shops, um, there's this growing notion of, of robot as a tool, um, and collaborative technology really fits that model. And by that, I mean, it's a manufacturing tool that can be deployed when and where it's needed. So in a, in a high mix, low volume business, like a contract manufacturing, a contract machining, contract assembly, contract welding shop. You basically bring in the tool that you need for today's production run, and tomorrow it may be in a uh, located in a different part of the plant on a different machine.
0: Yeah, speaking of that, I know that's one of the areas that Universal Robots has been very forward about changing end-of-arm tooling uh, for quick changeovers on different types of production lines. Is that playing a big role in the use of Cobots now in light of what's going on, or is that still largely as it's been for standard production uses?
1: Well, I think it's 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 not just a COVID story. It's kind of our our overall story. Um, it's it's a key part of how we can, uh, with our partners, you know, we watch them deliver turnkey systems in three to four weeks from purchase order to production, and that is unprecedented in the traditional automation world. And one key is the the UR Plus ecosystem. Um, And the whole concept of that is very similar to the app store, right? For your cell phone, you know, if you, if you buy a product from the app store, that it is going to be compatible with your phone. There's no debate about that because it's been tested, Mm. you know, by Apple or the other phone manufacturers and we're no different. All these products and there's over 250 at this point, have been validated and certified by universal to be compatible with our robots. And I mean mechanically compatible, electrically, and from a software and documentation standpoint. So, let's take a a fundamental building block, a gripper. In a traditional approach to automation, selecting and engineering the interface for a gripper could easily be a week's worth of engineering. You've got a mechanical designer who may have to do an adapter plate You've got a controls engineer who has to do a wiring schematic. All that has to be documented, by the way. You have to put it together and assemble it. And then somebody has to write software to make it go. And in the UR Plus world, all that is done is part of the standard product offering. So consequently, it helps strip out the cost and the time and the risk in in all the applications that leverage the UR Plus partners.
0: All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for explaining that. So, considering all these projects that you've referenced here in our discussion, how would you advise manufacturers to begin assessing their own operations to determine what the benefit might be from the use of cobots?
1: Well, I think there's a couple places uh, that they can spend some time and really and really learn a great deal. Uh, first of all, we always recommend people look at our case study section on our website. Uh, we have now over 140 case studies uh, in, in great detail. And you get a chance to hear from, uh, from the business owners, the manufacturing managers, the engineers, and quite often the line workers about what collaborative robots from UR are, are doing for them. It's a great way to learn about a broad base of applications. I think the second place is also on our website. We have a tool called the Application Builder uh, that allows you to very quickly build up a straightforward application in packaging or assembly or machine tending and get a sense for what the system will look like um, and make some selections about end of arm tools, etc. That's very, very helpful. The third piece that's helpful, I think, is also online. It's our UR Academy. This is an online training portal, no charge. And we've actually trained over 90,000 people in the fundamentals of programming and operation of our robots. So it's, a, again, a, a great resource to start to learn about what uh, collaborative robots from Universal can do. And then finally, the granddaddy of, uh, of all value-added information events is coming up at the end of July. Uh, UR is hosting the Cobot Expo, which is an online virtual trade show Uh, it's july 28 29 and 30. and this is uh it's a a really it's a great uh, one-stop shop to learn about uh, our products uh, the applications that we're active in Uh, our ur plus partners will have actually over 26 ur plus and certified oem integrator partners uh, in virtual trade show booths at this event so for somebody who's interested in learning a lot about collaborative robots and how to deploy them, it's a it's a fantastic place to start.
0: Yeah, agreed. And there's been a lot going on with virtual events here lately in light of COVID, especially. Absolutely. Speaking of that, for people who may tune into this podcast after the event, will it be available on demand uh, on Universal Robot site? or
1: It will be in and much of the content will be available in uh, from other venues uh, on our site. So we yes, we would definitely encourage if you can't make the event, um, please, please follow up with us because you'll see much of the content elsewhere.
0: Now, uh, one last question, Joe, here. Uh, You know, bigger manufacturers can, of course, more easily adopt these robotic technologies considering the amount of resources that they have available to them. But what about small and mid-sized manufacturers in particular? Can robot implementations be done incrementally to achieve levels of ROI that can make it more feasible to these smaller manufacturers?
1: Absolutely. It, and it's uh, In fact, it's one of the presentations that I'll be making at the, uh, the Cobot Expo is about uh, the, the different integration models. Um, many companies have enough resource and enough skills to do do it yourself. Um, we find that very common among the small and mid-sized uh, companies. Now granted, they probably don't start off with the most complicated project, Uh, But it's there, there is easy pathway for them to actually uh, implement automation on their own. Uh, The second level we have is uh, value added distributors. We have a fantastic distribution network across the US and Canada, in fact, around the world. And all of these distributors have a value added function where they do consultative selling and help their customers understand the technology and how to put the pieces together. The third level that we're really excited about, and I personally am, uh, is called, uh, we call them the lean integrators. Uh, The traditional integrator is a company that's big and wants to get bigger, right? They they need the scale of large projects to, to run their business model. But lean integrators are a little bit different. They really focus more on speed, typically smaller companies maybe only five or ten people but they know how to turn out projects very quickly in their application space and so we see these uh, these lean integrators really expanding the reach of automation into the small and mid-sized companies and then of course there's traditional integrators and uh, if you have a large project with multiple units perhaps a very aggressive timeline perhaps uh complicated programming, maybe uh, interface to an ERP system, there's definitely the right role for a traditional integrator uh, to support the implementation of cobots.
0: Thank you for joining me for this podcast, Joe. And of course, thanks to all of our listeners. And please keep watching this space for more installments of Automation World, Get Your Questions Answered. And remember to visit our website at www.automationworld.com to stay on top of the latest industrial automation technology insights, trends, and news.